seven steps for making a solid studying plan. A studying plan organizes three things, what you have to learn, how you're going to learn it, and when you're going to invest the time to do it. Now, although that sounds simple, most students don't make a detailed studying plan. Of those that do, they often make mistakes that render the plan highly unrealistic, a recipe for future guilt, not future learning. So in this video, I'm going to discuss how to make a studying plan and most importantly, how you can stick to it. Why make a studying plan? Learning is effortful. Although that effort can be enjoyable at times, our impulses about what to do in the moment often don't really coincide with what would maximize learning. Indeed, the research shows that students frequently choose activities that feel fun but don't actually deliver results. A good analogy is exercise. While playing a sport or going for a jog can be enjoyable, our brains are designed to avoid unnecessary physical exertion. That's why you rarely see anyone over the age of 10 running down the street unless they're late for an appointment. If you want to develop fitness without injuring yourself, it helps to have a workout plan that you can stick to rather than just going to the gym whenever you feel like it or working on whatever equipment you stumble into when you're there. The logic is the same for studying. Having a plan maximizes the chance of investing effort where it counts to create learning. So let's review the seven steps to making a successful studying plan. Step one, review your materials. Okay, so I'm assuming you've already chosen some class, book, tutorials, or other curriculum to guide you. And if you haven't, the first step is to do your research and find a good resource for the skill you're trying to learn. But the starting point is to review the curriculum and figure out, okay, what are the lessons that you're going to need to watch, read, or review? What are the practice activities that you're going to need to engage in to actually get good at the skill? What are the required deliverables? So if you have essays or homework that you need to complete, what do you actually have to do there? And how do you need to use the skills and knowledge that you've gained in real life? So considering things like what's the format of the final exam or where you plan to apply the skills and knowledge you're learning is very important. So a pure practice project may be an exception. In this kind of project, you're not really working off materials, but just trying to practice or implement knowledge that you've gained elsewhere. For a practice project, you're kind of creating your own curriculum so you can choose your own pace. Now, these kinds of projects tend to be more successful when you're beyond the absolute beginner phase so you can successfully guide your own practice. But otherwise, I would suggest finding a class or curriculum to guide you. Step two, calculate your minimum time investment. The minimum time investment includes all the work you must put in to complete the class as specified. This includes things like how long will it take to do the required readings? How long will it take to watch any of the videos or lectures or attend the classes? How long will it take to finish the deliverables? So homework, essays, assignments, projects. Now, if you're following videos or recorded lectures, it's easy to estimate. You can just add up the runtime of all the videos. Will you be able to watch them at an accelerated pace? If so, then you can divide the total time by the estimated playback rate. So if you're watching it at one and a half or two times the speed, divide by one and a half or two. Otherwise, this time is a fixed amount based on how long the lessons are. For the required readings, you need to get an estimation of your reading rate. You can get a first approximation of this by just timing yourself reading a few pages and then just extrapolating that to the whole book. Read slowly and deliberately. The speed for long reading sessions is inevitably a bit slower than if you're just counting a few minute sprint. 
Now, homework can be hard to estimate in advance, but you may be able to get an estimate from the course provider, teacher, or past students. How long did they say that the assignments actually took them? The general idea here is to calculate the minimum time investment to just work through the materials you've already been provided without any additional studying. Step three, estimate additional studying time needs. So for many classes, doing all the work assigned will just allow you to pass the test and you can apply it in real life. But for many classes or skills, you'll have to go beyond this. Now, some places you might need to invest additional time are doing additional practice questions or homework. You might need practice applying it to real life problems and contexts. You might need time creating or reviewing flashcards. You might need to do self-explanations or extra research that's not mentioned in the syllabus. So a good way to estimate this is by looking at your personal historical data. How much time have you typically needed to invest beyond the minimum curriculum to achieve the results you want from the class? Now, there's no correct answer here. Some classes are time intensive and the required material is challenging to get through. Other classes are sparse and leave it to students to master the material on their own. So it's really important to pay attention to what your track record's been here for how much you've needed to invest to get the grade that you want. Step four, schedule studying in your calendar. So once you have an itemized list of your expected time investment, you need to actually figure out when you're going to do all that studying. So put any due dates, exams, live lectures, or lessons directly in your calendar. For reading or working on the homework, things that you can do at your own pace, you should still allocate time for them, but there are two different ways to do it. Now, the most strenuous and rigorous option is to just schedule everything as an appointment. Now, I recommend this approach if studying has to fit inside an already crowded schedule. So if you're a busy parent and you're studying for a professional licensing exam, you'd better put in studying time directly in your calendar or it will get pushed to the side in the moment. Now, the more flexible option is to create a weekly or daily routine. So the exact activities in each block would vary depending on your goals, but the time commitments themselves would be relatively routine. So for instance, you might decide to study every morning before work or in the evenings or on the weekends or at certain hours during the day. Step five, sanity check. Okay, so at this point in the process, we can do a basic sanity check. How does your calculated time investment from step two and step three compared to what you've actually scheduled. So if the available time you have for the project is less than the estimated minimum, you've already got a non-starter. You need to clear more time in your schedule, rethink the aims of the project, or expand the timeline that you're allowing yourself to complete it. If your available time is slightly over what you've budgeted, you have little room for error. Getting sick, an unexpected challenging topic, or a surprise interruption could derail the whole project. If you have substantially more time available than you've budgeted, that's not necessarily a sign you can relax either. With too much slack, you might not feel pressure to study when you need to and end up wasting time procrastinating. So in those cases, I recommend setting soft deadlines that push the work ahead of the more relaxed schedule. This approach can keep the pressure comfortable but challenging so you have more room for error later and also for dealing with things that come up in the process of studying. Step six, getting feedback. Making a plan is the easy part. The hard part is sticking to it. Fortunately, if you keep an eye on the feedback you're getting while you're studying and adjust accordingly, the plan that you make will be invaluable rather than just being something that gets tossed aside at the first brush with difficulty. So consider these sources of feedback. Number one, feedback on sticking to your schedule. So the first source of feedback is your ability to actually execute the plan. 
A helpful strategy is simply to write your intention on an agenda or planner each day and then record what you actually did. So for instance, you might have intended to study for three hours on Wednesday, but you got interrupted and you only got in two hours. Whenever you encounter deviations from your plan, it's helpful to note what the source was for the obstacle. So even though you can't control everything, few obstacles are insurmountable if you recognize them. So consider, deviations due to interruptions from others might be something that, well, you can communicate your boundaries for your studying time so that others appreciate its importance. If you can't avoid interruptions, find your fallback studying slots in your schedule to make up for those occasional unavoidable distractions. You can also have deviations from lack of preparation. Your computer died, you couldn't log into your account to access the lesson, you had to buy colored pencils. Whatever happens, you can realize that maybe you need to do some of these things before the scheduled session to eliminate them. You might have deviations just because of procrastination or lack of motivation. In this case, you can try things like using the Pomodoro technique or lowering your expectations for proficiency in the first session to avoid perfectionism or just alternating reading and practice to avoid mind wandering or boredom. Learning is effortful and genuine obstacles can arise making it hard to stick to your plans. However, if you can identify what's causing the interruptions, you can remedy them in many cases. Number two, feedback on your learning progress. So the second source of feedback concerns your progress in learning. Sometimes skills and subjects gel instantly and you don't really need to review them. In other cases, the new material can seem bewildering and exceed your estimates of how long it takes to master. Once again, the key is to observe the feedback and break it down. Are you struggling because the basics aren't firmly entrenched? Drills, flashcards, or repeated practice on simple problems can help fix this. Are you struggling because you don't understand a difficult idea or concept? Self-explanations, talking to teachers and peers, and finding alternative explanations can be really helpful then. Are you struggling because you can't see what you're doing wrong or how to improve it? So looking for coaching, tutoring, corrective feedback, and guidance is going to be very helpful here. The more granular you can be in identifying your problems, the easier they are to resolve. Zooming in on particular concepts, movements, facts, or procedures is key to getting past these difficulties. Step 7. Making modifications. So once you've gotten some feedback, you may need to modify your plan. That might involve increasing the hours you invest if you're falling behind, or it might actually change your routine so you can actually invest the hours you said you would. In the end, you may not stick to your original plan with total rigidity. The primary benefit of planning isn't to eliminate improvisation, rather it's to marshal the resources of time and energy needed to learn and identify obstacles ahead of time so that you can avoid them. What's ultimately useful is less the plan itself, but the thinking that goes into creating it. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.